0: Two singles players, absolutely. I, you know, steal that one from you. Not that we've ever taken anything from somebody else.
1: Yeah, you can't, you can't steal what's given to you.
0: <laughs> I like that. It's
1: good. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you much.
0: Um, so basically, if what if somebody's taking lessons somewhere else, and it's not at the same time as your high school practice? Because that's what we did this year. We we i said you know i think the high school goes from like 3 to 4 30. and i even moved my practice way down to 6 to 8 pm and it's only a three day a week practice and they don't all come three days they come some of them only come twice but uh i was like well here's the way i look at it you're getting some extra balls unless you got a big match coming up tomorrow you don't need all those extra balls you need to go home maybe get some rest if bill ran a good practice then go home and get some rest and prime yourself you know otherwise some of these kids need some balls to hit Especially if it's in a decently structured you know, Format, how do you
1: feel about that? Oh, I'm a big believer in Five days a week because it, it, High school tennis players Improve dramatically Even with minimal coaching Just from the fact that they're going to be Out there five days a week That That's major, so taking a day off When you don't need it is um, Is counterproductive As I see So, uh, so and I, I don't I don't really worry too much about kids getting too tired before matches, but um, but I do have a I do use a, a periodization schedule so that when we're when we're in going into our toughest part of the schedule or the most meaningful for us, then we want to be a little bit more rested. Uh, the the opposite is true when we're in the playoffs. As soon as we get into the playoffs, and you know, kids are already tired from you know 10 or 12 or 15 weeks of, of five days a week, um, a lot of times after a first-round playoff win, then we'll have no practice. Um, and, or, you know, if one, if like a kid was really struggling on his serve, I might say, Hey, meet me at the courts. I'm going to have you serving for about 15 to 30 minutes. And we're going to just straight, straighten that out so we can get you confident for the next match. But otherwise, yeah, rest up. And, and I know that we've won quite a few second round matches because the other team was doing the opposite. Yeah, the other team. Yeah, the other team decided to have a conditioning day, or 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 you know, um, you know, play three sets or whatever. And I'm like, wow, you just you just left all your energy on the practice court. <laughs> you know? I, I think we I think we've all done that from time to time, whether it was on purpose or not. We've all done that. Yeah, there's yeah, it's 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 an interesting, it's an intuitively wrong thing to think that more work getting done the day before a playoff match is a good idea.
0: How far ahead? Let's say you got a match Tuesday. How far ahead of Tuesday, if at all, do you
1: announce the lineup, or do you? You see what I mean? <sighs> I, it depends on the kids. I mean, I, I. One thing that I do is I like all of my challenge matches to be complete before the beginning of the league season. So there are very few surprises because I think, because. Teenagers don't cope well with change, especially sudden change. And so I, by default, I am less likely to change anything. And then it kind of depends on the kid. I mean, some kids are adventurous and the, and the, and you tell them, hey, I'm, I'm you know, you, you tell them, hey, today you got to play singles because Joey's sick, you know. And then they're like, all right, coach, whatever you want me to do. Right. Sure. Um, so some kids cope with it better. So it. I don't know, I guess there's some psychology to it, that if you tell somebody something too far ahead, then maybe they get too much in their head. And if you spring it yeah. on them right away, you know, hey, yeah. you're you're playing singles today, you know, then they don't have time to worry. I don't know, it's, but but I'm a really big believer in you, number one player knows he plays on that court. Two plays here, three plays there. You know what your surroundings are. You're gonna see this guy on your right and that guy on your left. Sure. and and that sameness is a part of the ritual of, sure. of playing competitively. Absolutely. Um, so I give them as much notice as I think they need, and right. I try not to make changes unless it's very well planned out and we've all sort of talked about it.
0: How, how long are your seasons out there? Are they six to eight weeks, something
1: like that? Or? Uh. Well, I started January 28th. Okay. And um, we're going until the end of April, early May, yeah. first week of Same May. Day. So I'm it's a 14-week season. How do you handle,
0: uh, here in Georgia, we've got a winter break this coming week, they're yeah. off a whole week, and then they got a spring break. And I'm like, holy cow, does he go to school?
1: Right, right. No, that, yeah, it's, I, I want to go back to high school and have all those days off. Yeah, please.
0: <laughs> Me too. How do you? I mean, is that is that a problem? Are, are a lot of the kids off playing tournaments, or right? is it yeah? In
1: between? Where do problems exist? Problems in, are in people's heads. I don't know. I, I my my school has an ungodly long spring break, and and I know that there's this kind of this built-in thing of a lot of the kids go away on vacation. So I'm not going to fight that. So, but sure. I've I've told them. That if they're not out of town, I am expecting to see them at practice, and we are preparing for the postseason. So, and yeah. I scheduled I scheduled a couple of matches for late in the spring, in the spring breaks. Okay. That that yeah. it doesn't matter necessarily for our record if we win or lose those, but I just want I'll, again I want that shark in the water. I yeah, want them you know, to have again. something a uh, reason. You know. Yeah, because I know my daughter.
0: She's in the middle of club volleyball right now, and she kind of the same thing. She uh, works really hard from like last November, and they go all the way through April playing tournaments and practicing three and four days a week. And then they have spring break the first week of April, and they come back, and there's one week, and then there's regionals, which is the biggest tournament they're going to play, and a lot of those kids lose their conditioning and their focus that one week, and it's, it's an interesting you know, dilemma. just to try to jump over, you know? Well,
1: that, and that will test a teenager's dedication for sure. So, you know, if a coach can, you know, create a culture where, you know, the vast majority of the kids are totally into it, then, you know, the peer, the positive peer pressure will take over and you'll get a, your, your whole team will be raring to go. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's funny because I'm pretty low key and like almost like a kind of a flatliner. And for some reason, the kids get crazy about tennis when I'm around. So it's a, no, it's, it's a really strange thing to me, but they get really fired up and I appreciate that. But I don't it's I'm not I'm not using force of will on them to make them do that. They just kind of discover that on their own.
0: Sure, or uh, somebody in that group is, is highly competitive and that, that draws a lot of people like you said that draws a lot of people up with you. If, you if you're not competitive that person that shark will take
1: over yeah no I and I, you know I think good team captains are a major part of a successful season so when I've had bad captains we're going to have a bad season you know it's almost guaranteed good captains really are helpful because sure. then you know like I have my captains doing some work for me right now to, to help work on a certain player who in the early going seems to have a little bit of an attitude problem so i was like hey captains you know can you take that guy under your wing yeah let's keep
0: trying to get him in check here so before he runs the the wrong way yeah
1: oh yeah well he might get thrown overboard actually (laughs) if you want if you want to use that analogy so uh
0: so basically during the season if somebody's you know if i came up to you and said hey coach you know, I'm playing four
1: singles right now. I think I can take the three guy. Does he get a chance to move up, or do you move him up if you think that three guy's not performing? That's a, that's a great question. So, you know, um, in contrast to what a lot of coaches do, because I think coaches make the mistake of doing too many challenge matches too often, and then you have too much intra-squad competition, right? So you, you the kids are competing with each other. And then what, what you find is that some kids are great at beating their teammates, but they can't win the match against the other team. So, I mean, they'll they'll fight hard for the status to be the number three player, and then they'll go 0-6 at number three. And I was like, that a lot of good that did. You know, so, um, so yeah, so, no, I run the challenges. And, you know, we do an early thing, and if somebody beats somebody 6-2 often, you know, I'm like, I, I don't need to challenge that one again anytime soon. But if a kid right. but if the kid who lost 62 is now showing me that he has improved then I might say hey you know you look like you've improved a lot you know would you like a shot at that number 3 player you know and sometimes they tell me no because they because they like the fact that they're going to be more successful at that position
0: sure.
1: you know um, you know but if I'm if I'm if I sense that 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 number 4 really is better than 3 then I owe it to myself and to the league out of fairness to have that challenge match. So, I mean, I right. I you know, it's an issue of integrity for me and I'm just not right. going to, you know, I'm not going to cheat the kid, I'm not going to yeah. cheat the other team, and I'm not going to cheat myself.
0: Right. Yeah, I think I did that the first year when I was a freshman in high school. I beat the number one player in a real close match, but he was a senior. And I told him, I said, you know what, I think you're, you've are you got more experience. I think I would better suit the team at number two. And, you know, let's leave it at that. And, and I'm good with it. And he was like, oh, my God, that's, that's unreal. I said, well, I'm just trying to help the team do do what I think is better because I think your season, you know, you've got that experience. that experience.
1: Yeah, you know, I think I I don't underestimate freshmen because I think sometimes they're just too dumb to feel the pressure. <laughs> I've had some I've had some killer number one players who were freshmen and um, they just didn't seem to feel it. They were just having a lot more fun because they didn't they, it hadn't sunk into them. You know how much you know the whole pressure of playing for their team or whatever, but. Um, I, so yeah, I don't. I,
0: totally I, mean, I, I,
1: I don't care. discriminate on that basis. Only when things are totally equal do I give the nod to the older player. So right, right. that yeah. makes sense. That makes sense.
0: Um, Can you think of anything else we need to go over with this high school thing? I
1: think uh, we 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 had some other questions, right? Uh, you sent me some questions. Where'd those go?
0: I'm looking. I'm looking.
1: I think I got it here. Well,
0: you know, here in Georgia, we have lay coaches, which might help ah, the high school yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They assist the high school teacher or sponsor during the season. Is it the same as out there? Or do you, like you said, your school has a stipend for a coach?
1: Okay, right? wait, wait a second. Can you still see me? Yeah. Okay, because I lost you for a second. So I got okay, to gotta gotta close some stuff. All right. So, yeah, that's an interesting thing. And I, that's, that's different uh, state to state. Because I know in, in Texas, you know, you have to be a teacher at the school pretty much to be the coach of the team. Right. But, and so, um, you know, it would behoove some coaches to, you know, make friends with the local tennis coaches, tennis pros in the area and get a little help. Um you know, I've almost always had, I've sometimes had assistants that helped me. You know, and sure. and they were a varying levels of help. Um, but having just, you know, just having another pair of eyes out there and another adult to bounce things off of, you know, because then you can, you know, you can check to see if you're crazy or not. Hey, you know, I. I feel like this is happening with that kid. What do you think? You know, and then you can kind of get confirmation or not. No, coach, I think maybe you're overreacting to that. So having another pair of eyes is really important. And, um, you know, the caveat on all of that is that I'm really big on, on chain of command and respect of the position. So anybody who comes in to help a high school coach, I think it's really important to to honor them, you know, and just, you know, say, you know, like if you were brought in to come do a special clinic or if you're like the the tennis pro that helps two or three days a week that, you know, it's like, hey, um, hey, coach Dave, is it time for me yet? You know, can I can I have your team now, right? And then Coach Dave says, "Yes, Bill. You you know take take it away, right?" And Thank you, Dave, and have that because because that's really important. But when the when the helpers kind of have this attitude of, well, you know, I'm really better than Dave, so you know, I mean, he he Dave's a nice guy, but blah 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 blah. And then and then what you have is you create this division, and you have this. It's it's not a positive thing. Sure. So so um you know like for instance I just got I just signed up to go do a 4 hour um clinic that I'm going to go do on my way to Indian Wells uh for a high school coach. And so when I come in my job is to make that coach look like a hero.
0: Sure.
1: Um not to not to pump myself up but to you yeah. know to to have the kids excited that their coach, you know, had the courage, you know, had the willingness to bring somebody else in for a little bit, and and then everybody learns, and then they can the program can move forward with that new information or or whatever. But but if I come in and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm the badass here, you know, right. step aside, coach, let me show you how to do it. Um, that doesn't really help anybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I think
0: that's true. With you know, even if you're crossing over from you know, like I, I'm a multi. Uh, and a lot of us tennis pros are, we, we do a lot of different things to train when, when we're training and stuff. Uh, I do a lot of cycling and things like that. And when I go talk with other cyclists and stuff, I'm very quick to, to you know to let them know I'm not the pro here. I'm not the expert. So anything you've got to add, you let me know, and I'll be glad to let you add it or I'll even add it, either one. Yeah. But I'm definitely not going to step on your professionalism. Your, and, and, you know, just being courteous to you know, another human being. You know, uh, I'm never going to ask any of my kids to, uh, you know, you're taking lessons from Bill, but you're here from my high school. I don't want you to talk to Bill, you know, a lot. And I'm like, wow, uh, what kind of world are we really running here? I mean, you got to be joking.
1: You yeah, know? you know, it, it, but it happens. And, you know, I, I just was on a call with uh, Jeff Contreras, and we actually did this same thing, you know, the other night. We were talking about egos, you know, um, and so... The interesting thing is that people I don't think the ego hasn't has a connotation that um, isn't really realistic. you know so because basically ego means your self concept. I mean it's not it's not a positive, it's not a negative. It's just a thing. It's a neutral, right? So um, But now sometimes people have fragile egos, you know because and so when the coach isn't getting enough honor and respect from people, then they're probably going to develop a little bit of a fragile ego. So the ego. So they're going to get protective. I mean, it's only natural. So, um, right. so you know, pumping people up. I mean, really, what we need to do is is pump every coach up who's in the industry and get them get everybody on board, part of the tennis community, and um, and all that. Oh, and then look who pops on right now is one of my favorite people, Bill Nandor, and we have a, a cool relationship. So anyway, Bill Nandor is watching on Facebook Live, so I had, to, I had to give him a shout out there. But anyway, no, and so then other coaches, you know, some coaches, and this is usually comes from the pro side, have enormous egos, you know, and they, they, they you know, they kind of dominate everything around them. And then people with weak egos are kind of like attracted to them because then, you know, it gives them shelter or whatnot. So it's right. tough. It's tough to keep that all in balance and go, okay, you know, I'm only one man and I have this much expertise and it might be more than somebody else's expertise, but it doesn't mean that I should disrespect them.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think, like I said, or uh, like we were talking, you know, commonly is. It's all about treating a human being like a human being. And that's all, we, that's all we want to be, you know, treat each other like we want to be treated anyway. But uh, like you said, a lot of times expertise and stuff in fields, uh, it, can, it can inflate some things and it can deflate some things. It's just a matter of, you know, like you said, how much promotion you're getting,
1: you know. You okay, I'm going to tell a Bill Nandor story now because he's watching. Oh, and I'm going he's right, probably going to hear some stuff for the first time. All right? <laughs> so hold on, Bill. Fasten your seatbelt. So so I had I had left this one school, and um, and Bill came on to become the coach, right? And so so the, some of the girls contacted me to find out, you know, who is who is this Bill Nandor, and is he any good, right? right. And I, and I'm like, oh, I hate being in this position, right? But I'm like, no, you know what? You're gonna love Bill Nandor, right? Sure. And you know. He, uh, Bill Nandor is not me, but you're going to love Bill Nandor. And you know what's funny is Bill and I get along really well and we will talk and you're going to be very happy with what happens. Right. So what ends up happening? I do believe those kids really bought in with Bill fully and they won a section title. Wow. <clears throat> and that that's a school that had been underachieving for a number of years. They would win their league every year. And then right. they would lose first round of the playoffs because they just really didn't care that much about going any further. And so so Bill was right there to, to be a part of that and make that happen. And then, um, and then Bill, I mean, it was so gracious because Bill then contacted me after this. I'm not even in the picture. And he said right. the girls wanted to thank me for a lot of the groundwork that I had done the year before. And, and to me, that's what, that's how it's all supposed to look.
0: That's right. That's right. That's right. You know, somewhere, no matter no matter who does it to you, you need to make sure you're always giving kudos back to those people, patting them on the back, say, hey, man, thanks a lot. And guess what? That will turn around and keep on going, you know?
1: Yeah. That's, that's yeah. that ripple effect. Yeah. And you know, when the kids succeed, it's really humbling because, you know, you get done with that and you go, wait a minute, I did not hit a single ball. That's right. Right. so you so you stop and you just go wow kids i mean look what you did right That's i mean right. i'm i'm i feel i feel humbled i feel appreciative just to have the opportunity to help facilitate that kind of success but it was your success you're the hero of this story That's so right. you're the one listening you're the one taking the coaching if you don't take it and listen and
0: apply it we don't get nothing yeah and, you know and guys, it's kind of funny when i coach junior tennis and i go to you know tournaments and stuff and uh, Will come up to me after the match and I say, "Oh, well, that's a good, you, you played a good match." I look
1: at him and I'm like, "I don't think I hit a ball." <laughs> <laughs> no, isn't it interesting? I think that, and I've I've witnessed that, and I've been had that directed my way numerous times, like with my son. You know, the the dad will say to me, "Good match," and I'm like, "Well, tell my tell my son he's he played it." <laughs> I was, right <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah, we have this thing about living vicariously and I'm I'm fine with living vic All right, so you ended the recording.